0: This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman.
1: Son, there's no wrong way
0: to consume alcohol. (sighs) Welcome back. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. With me this week is Stephen Hercheck. Hey, everybody. And we haven't heard from him in a while, but it's Danny Nemeth. Yo, what's up? So we might sound a little odd this week because of the wonderful coronavirus. We are having to do this virtually and so steven's back at his apartment danny is still in florida and i am in the studio by myself today which is kind of odd
1: the studio yeah hey it's a studio okay (laughs) (laughs) i've got enough (laughs) cables
0: running through this place that it's a studio (laughs) so since we are all in three separate locations and we have our own uh different whiskey collections we have three whiskeys of the week so uh, let's start with Steven. Steven, what are you drinking today?
1: Today I'm drinking Buffalo Traits. So I just pulled it off my shelf. It's a not solid staple. My, uh, brother was actually in Missouri. He's been living in Missouri and they just have it on the shelf all the time for 25 bucks there. So oh, I'm like, yeah, bring back crazy. bottles of that. Yeah. So yeah, he brought back a few. That's
0: great. Columbus, Ohio, you can't find that stuff on the shelf. So that's kind of interesting to hear. So, Danny, what are you it's drinking?
2: Tasty. I am drinking, um, I'm getting a little nostalgic for my whiskey. And since I'm in Florida for so long, I'm drinking Middle West Spirits, which is coming out of Columbus, Ohio. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking mm-hmm. the straight weeded bourbon whiskey, the Michelin Reserve, um, from Middle West Spirits. And I haven't had this in a while. I'm almost out. So, guys, send me some. I don't um, think I've had that one before. It is, it looks like this. I don't know if if you're recording this video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen it. It used to be in the big black bottles that like stood out on the shelf. Yeah. But this one, it's what got me started on whiskey. Like it was one of those first things that I bought that was just amazing. And I had, and And it's it's weeded, right? It is weeded. Yeah. So I bet that's pretty smooth. Yes. It is smooth. But they, I think they're, they're, um, I'm not sure. They say weeded. I think it's, it has a high percentage, but I don't I think they actually have a lot of rye in there as well. Um hmm, interesting. So I don't think it's like a full like you know, a hundred like a you know, uh Buffalo
0: Trace. It's not like yeah, those are weeded too, right? Buffalo Trace is weeded, yeah. yeah. From the yeah, everything from the Buffalo Trace distillery, or I'll say most things are weeded, like the Wellers and the uh currently e. H Tay- is it the Each Taylors? Yeah. The Pappy Van Winkle's all weeded. So Yeah, but this um, one, this is great. So to kind of kick off our episode, what I'm drinking today is, and I don't know if you guys have paid t- paid attention to my Instagram or anything, but I've been messing around with blending different whiskeys while I've been isolated. Oh, so I've I had Yeah, so I have a one ounce of Weller Special Reserve blended with one ounce of uh, Bushmills Red Bush. Ooh, so it's like that sweet kind of corn with the tameness of the irish whiskey dude i love it that I've does sound dr- really good i've been drinking this for like the last three nights how much is that that's both those bottles are relatively cheap and easy to find right the weller special reserve is a little tougher to find especially in columbus ohio if you're out in different states it might be easier buffalo or Bushmills, you can find anywhere yeah and they're both like 22 23 dollars So, yeah, I love this. I mean, it's just a very easy blend to drink. So, to kick that off, we are going to be discussing the crimes against whiskey. Stephen, what's our first crime?
1: Okay, so the first crime against whiskey is one of the basics that people will judge each other for. It's too much ice. Somebody puts a bunch of ice or even puts one cube of ice and people are going to judge them. And I know I've judged people for ice. Who wants to pick up the uh, the um, the attack on too much ice? So
0: I'll start with that one. Now, I like ice in my whiskey, but there's a caveat. The first time I try a whiskey, or if I'm trying to pick out specific notes in it, no ice. I'm not going to do ice on it. But if I'm just doing a casual sipper, just kind of relaxing at home. I like it to be a little bit cooler. I like it as it kind of slowly dilutes. I'm not going to put a handful of cubes into my whiskey, but I take the time and the effort to make the whiskey ball. And I will. that whiskey ball slowly dilutes rather than having a bunch of ice cubes because it's got less surface area. So... I enjoy my whiskey over like a ball or a large cube or something like that, but I'm not going to throw a handful of just ice cubes in there because that just dilutes it too fast and that's no fun. That that's my preference. I know some other people don't like ice at all, and I'm one of those people. I don't <laughs> like ice at all. And I Get was looking, at Joey's, I was looking at Joey's glass
2: when he was holding it up. And I'm like, that is a giant freaking ice ball, and that's yeah. so <laughs> much. That whiskey is so light right now, and I, I don't. I'm not. You know, Joey's my friend, but I will judge him. And, (laughs) and, uh, like, I don't care if you do it, it's whatever. But when I put a big chunk of ice in and I was like, okay, I just want cold whiskey, I have a, you know, a worse experience with that whiskey as it goes along, mostly because you get that first sip and it might be, it might burn a little bit, but then you get the second sip and you're like, oh, that tastes delicious. And then you go off and you might run to the bathroom or you go, make dinner and you come back and you're like oh crap i just wasted two ounces of good whiskey now it's you know basically a scot or a, a whiskey soda you know and it doesn't even have carbonation in it now it's just like super diluted w- whiskey water oh see um, i don't forget about my
0: whiskey i usually finish it before <laughs> I should. well sorry i have things to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i i like it over a whiskey ball like i said it dilutes slower than a handful of ice cubes but still does so slowly and uh yeah it cools it off a little bit See,
2: like when i make when i add ice to my whiskey it's because i'm making a drink okay right so yeah like last night we were you know we're on quarantine zooms now for family meetings and you know we all had to go get a drink so i showed my entire family how to make an old-fashioned via zoom right that's when I'll add a big cube of ice into my drink. And that's when it's good. I like when it has, when you can add a little bit extra, add add some bitters, add some, uh, some brown sugar to my whiskey and then dilute that into like a, you know, something that's more palatable than, than straight whiskey would be
0: um, to drink for long times. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. If it's a brand new whiskey or an expensive whiskey that has a lot of character to it, that, yeah, I'm not going to put ice in that, but like, Bushmills Red Bush, especially. I love it over ice.
1: All right, a yeah. lively discussion. Oh, yeah, there yeah. we go. Joey's wrong. Opinions on this one? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have solved it, everyone. So, uh, crime against whiskey number two. I know you guys have seen this one. We've discussed it on a previous episode. But before I say it, I think I want to lock you guys in. Who wants to uh, defend this one? because I know you both know the defense on it, but I don't think anyone's going to pick that side. Oh, God. Okay, sure, I'll defend it. Nice. Okay, Danny is going to defend, swirling your whiskey in an empty glass, and then throwing it on the floor. Perfect. Ah, <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I'll start with the offense. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Danny, take it away. <laughs>
2: That's a very very strong argument, Joey.
0: <laughs> uh okay. So
2: when you swirl your whiskey, you're releasing wait, a lot. Wait, 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 wait.
0: Can we give a little background on what where this crime came okay. from? Okay. So this he, is the dude from uh, Dalmore. Yeah, Richard, Richard Patterson. Richard Patterson.
2: Yes, he makes his money off of his nose and off of how he's tasting his whiskey. And his first thing that he does is he pours a small half quarter ounce of whiskey into his glass. This is, this is recording video. Then I guess we'll go for it. But then he swirls it and then flicks it out. <laughs>
0: and what's <laughs> it on the floor?
2: And so what he's saying, I noticed, even though is, you have
1: a very tiny amount in there, you didn't throw yours on the floor. <laughs> just now in the demonstration.
2: <laughs> yes. Cause I don't want to get my roommate's stuff all sticky. <laughs> sure. Sure. But so anyway. um so here's my, my defense. Okay. So your glass when you put it through the dishwasher, right? It will collect chemicals from the dishwasher and I'm going to go science on you cuz I have this is all I have. And <laughs> and so it will collect chemicals from the dishwasher from the chemicals you're using as of, of your soap and anything that is able to be dissolved in ethanol that did not get caught by the water will get caught by swirling with the whiskey, and then that way it will genuinely clear your glass of any ethanol-soluble um, materials so it doesn't taint your whiskey in the future.
0: I think I still have a stronger argument. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not
2: I'm not going to
1: go
0: toss my whiskey on the ground at all.
1: You could also use... Don't step on Joey's argument. You've made your peace. Move on. You're a whiskey, just destroyer of whiskey. Accept your fate. Joey, go ahead. <laughs>
0: Um, don't throw your whiskey on the ground. I don't care how bad it is. Enjoy <laughs> it. What? <laughs> and us, wait, us tasting it, we're not going to pick out the level of impurity that is going to be pulled out by swirling your whiskey and dissolving the soluble blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I about. Okay, You're, we're not going to pick that out. Enjoy your whiskey. You don't have enough money to be throwing part of your <laughs> bottle on the floor. Just enjoy it.
2: Okay, well, maybe you don't have enough money, but <laughs> but I make a graduate student stipend. <laughs> Second point is that when you swirl your whiskey, it will aerosolize a little bit of the, the aromas, and it will make your entire glass fill with the aroma of the whiskey. Now, this oh, doesn't no, no, go... No, no.
1: That's a defense of swirling your whiskey. That is different than throwing it on the ground. It's both. It's
2: both. So it's the throwing (laughs) on the ground is to get rid of the impurities. We went over this, guys. Come on, catch up. The swirling it is to clean the glass and then to fill the glass with the aromas. And so that's what we're doing.
1: All right. You know, these are solid arguments. Um, I'm going to throw in my two cents. If if I give you some of my whiskey... (laughs) You, I pour it into a clean glass that I cleaned myself, and you take a look at it, swirl it, throw it on the floor, and ask for another? (laughs) You guys get any more whiskey? You guys remember that
0: episode of Parks and Rec when someone offered Ron Swanson turkey bacon, and he took it and just threw it in the trash? (laughs) I'd have the same response as that guy.
1: (laughs) Yes. Or you can't have any more? Okay. Our next crime against whiskey, crime against whiskey number three, shots.
0: Oh, that's an interesting one.
1: Mm. Um, hey, wait, wait, wait! First, um, not show of hands. Uh, say aye, I, I guess, if you've taken a shot of whiskey. Oh, I certainly pie, have. Hi. Yeah, yep, we, it's been we done. went to college. Yep, that was before went to we middle did school. <laughs> 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 All right, so, who's gonna jump in first? Who's gonna Defend
2: shots. You know, Joey. What do you think? I don't know.
0: I'll (laughs) say I've you. You pick. I I chose the defense last time, so you you pick this time. I've taken shots of whiskey. I'm really gonna ride the fence on this one. Oh no! Come on, (laughs) no! Stick to a side. All right, all right. So if you're drinking a whiskey for if you're using whiskey in games, hundred percent shots are amazing. Mm. I love whiskey shots in games because. I get destroyed. Like Josh <laughs> and I were playing this thing where you have to like, it's it's like this basketball thing and you flick the ball into the hoop, but the hoop is a shot glass and we were filling it with the whiskey that Steven gave us for our last uh, second Thursday whiskey <laughs> night that we had
1: on Friday. Yeah, I saw. And- <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, a flavored whiskey, if you're going to shoot one, flavored probably the way to go. Flavored, right. yes.
0: Right. So, um... For whatever reason, Josh was amazing at that game, and (laughs) I was trashed very quickly, but still had a blast because, you know, we were shooting whiskey. So I'm not going to shoot it with a $160 bottle, (laughs) but if I'm playing games and having a good time, I'm going to shoot whiskey. Okay. Okay.
2: I'm going to go a little bit against you. I mean, I have taken shots of what people would call Whiskey, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but I don't think in the naming of something, if if it's flavored, I'm not a huge fan, fan of flavored whiskey. It's not my thing. So if you're taking shots of that, go for it. Like a screwball, uh, Crown Royal, any of that flavored stuff. Uh, Soco, if you can call
0: that whiskey. I don't like, think that is whiskey, but go on. Oh, it's so.
1: Yeah, I don't... we haven't done a blind tasting of that yet. We'll see. Exactly. <laughs> no, I can but s- I'm
0: pretty sure it's under forty percent, so I don't think it's an actual whiskey. Okay,
2: what? The, what?
1: Really?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like thirty five percent or something like that.
1: Oh no, that depends. That depends. Oh, there's so? a there's a weaker version. Oh, okay. They I, literally it literally says
2: on their website a smooth drinking whiskey.
0: So okay. All
1: right. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah idiot. Nice try.
0: <laughs>
2: ah. But I.
0: I mean, Stephen did port wine was from Portugal.
1: <laughs> Continue. Wow, that came
2: back but, <laughs> Whiskey All of whiskey that has been had a lot of effort and time put into it deserves to be drank with a little bit of respect, I guess, for the drink. And so taking shots of of you know, even though, you know, Buffalo Trace is a cheap whiskey, it is on the lower end, on twenty dollars, you know, twenty five, thirty dollars a bottle, even down into like uh Evan Williams Black Label is still, you know, black Bu- or uh, Bushmills Red Bush and Black Bush are still on the low end of whisk like a you know, low end of the price point of whiskey. But all that's really good when you try it right, and so mm-hmm. I, that's why I will be anti shot, even though I love doing shots just to get hammered.
0: You've <laughs> got a point it's difficult to shoot whiskey when you know the time and the effort that was put into it. But if you're trashed playing shots, get ball, forget about that sometimes.
2: Yes. And
0: actually one of my buddies, um,
2: he went to, to the bourbon trail with us uh, for a, a bachelor party we were on. And, you know, he did not like whiskey at all. Like not a single drop after he went through all of the um, bourbon trail and heard about the, how each distillery does their process. He bought a bottle and was like, you know, I guess I'll just get through this and I'll mix it with Coke or something like that. (laughs) And yeah. But then I went to his house like maybe a month and a half later. Cause I, when I moved on to Florida, he lives here too. And so I went to his house and I brought a bottle of whiskey and he had a bottle of whiskey and we were just drinking it straight. And he was like, this is my new favorite drink ever.
0: That's awesome. And I'm like oh. and
2: cuz he just switched, he like he understood like what went into producing whiskey. Right. And then ended up just like appreciating the taste and more. You know. Okay. So,
0: so shots. Eh. I guess
2: shots. Shots, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Steven. All right, crimes against whiskey number 4. Taking a quality whiskey and mixing it yeah who wants to go on the attack first?
0: All right, you know what I'll take it. So what everyone knows Woodford Reserve, right? Woodford mm-hmm. Reserve is a solid whiskey because I'll say whiskey because they make bourbons and ryes and stuff like that. Have you ever had the Woodford rye mixed with a good vermouth into a Manhattan? amazing.
1: Oh no no, no, no that's different though. I should have I should have you- clarified
0: um okay blending no no So,
1: right. no. Oh, okay i'm gonna clarify i'm gonna specify here a little bit okay, okay. so imagine um somebody gets a hold of a quality difficult to obtain bottle like you get um you don't even have like eagle rare you get a bottle of eagle okay. rare yep. and somebody's like nice i got this eagle rare and then they pour it into a glass and they fill the glass the rest of the way with coke throw some ice on it and then um, that's what they're drinking. They're like, "I love evil rare." This is what they do with it. Nope, not mine. I think we don't have to argue on this one.
2: No. I think just if it's if it's mine, and yeah, then just don't debase what I think is like really great, solid whiskey with
0: a mixer.
2: But if you say, "Hey, can I have a whiskey Coke?" I will go find the whiskey I think is
0: appropriate. I'll give you the military special. I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna give you Eagle Rare if you want to mix it with Coke. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. I, I there's no argument. I'm not gonna let you mix my whiskey with Coke. My like, whiskey. Yeah. No, no matter I, if, you're if you wanna whiskey. use Steven's whiskey, fine, go for it. It's but, if, it off, if, but if, whatever. If I'm
2: at someone else say if Steven, if I'm at your house and you go, dude. I got this great whiskey, and you pull out Eagle Rare. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Pour me one straight. And then you go and you make a whiskey Coke. That's fine. I'll look (laughs) at you weird, but I'll be like, that's yours. You can do whatever you want with it.
1: But if you came to my house
2: and were like, I need Eagle Rare in my whiskey Coke, I'm going to say, you got a problem.
1: Get out. So, okay. I think the line is, um, you're willing to not judge someone. Out loud, personally, you have to, but you're not going to judge them out loud as long as you get some of the whiskey. Is what it sounds like. So if it's yeah, my and whiskey, if you're not using my whiskey, like you better not, you better not take whiskey from me to use for that. And if you come over to my place and I give you some of my whiskey, you'll sip that instead of telling me I'm drinking my whiskey wrong.
2: <laughs> Correct. It, it it would be more along the lines of like if if they said they needed to have. A good, 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 good whiskey in a mixed drink. Yeah, that's like whoa, weird. whoa, whoa, that would be weird, right? But if they yeah. were like, "Hey, make me a whiskey coke," you know, and give gave me the option, if they made, you know, I was the host and making whiskey cokes, then I would go and you know use what I thought was appropriate. But it, you know, like I said, if, if it's their whiskey and they brought a bottle of Eagle Rare over and they were like, "Hey, can I mix this?" Yeah, go for it. I don't
1: give <laughs> a crap. Yeah. All right. I agree. So that leads pretty well into. I don't have these numbered, so at some point I'm going to forget what number I'm on. on crimes against whiskey number five: talking shit about somebody else's whiskey. So you're like, "I love this bottle." You guys want some? And somebody's like, "That bottle's garbage. That's trash whiskey. It's so gross." You guys don't have to defend this. This is poor behavior, and there's it's indefensible. But yeah. have you guys seen this? I've seen it on Facebook mostly it it, it's
2: no well no i i can't defend that behavior because it's it's a little bit snobbish right if you say that uh, you know you're telling someone else's palate is you know garbage or whatever so if you like if you like something really like if you like something a lot like my parents love crown royal i will drink crown with them they think it's great i don't but i will still indulge with them and You know, then I show them other things that they might like that are similar to Crown Royal, and then they have now jumped off the Crown train. They still like it for to get drunk. They do shots with Crown now, but
0: there you go. But me and your parents are in agreement when it comes to shots. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sounds like Uh, three to one right there. Well, okay, well, but (laughs) (laughs) but they, you
2: know, they have moved on and now they always have a bottle of Eagle Rare or Buffalo Trace on the shelf. Oh wow, because that is their now go to, you know. Drinkable whiskey that they prefer to drink over ice or straight versus what they used to just drink Crown Royal straight. So, you know, I think show people the way rather than critique, you know, their their taste.
0: If you're calling somebody's whiskey garbage, you're calling, you're saying that their palate is garbage because everyone has a different palate when it comes to whiskey. So, and I'm very careful about this. If I don't like a whiskey, I'll say it's not for me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, a buddy of mine uh, said that he picked up a bottle of, um, do you guys remember when we tried that uh, that Dragon's Milk aged whiskey?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the bourbon. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of it, and a buddy of mine told me he picked it up and said it's an interesting one. It wasn't for me, but I can see where they're coming from on it. That's you know, one
1: I'm super glad we tried because we tried that on the podcast, didn't we?
0: Did we try that on the podcast? That was season one. That oh, would have been early season one. I forget.
1: Yeah. Cause you got that one, um, as part of that, um, box, mm, you know, mm-hmm. the, the delivery one.
0: the yeah, it got me to try dragon's milk again, which was delicious.
1: Yes. I just, wasn't good beer I'm
0: putting the whiskey back in the barrel, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Just wasn't a huge fan of it, but I'm, I'm I know so something glad
1: that it. we tasted it. Yeah. I thought so. it was a delight to try it and get a new, um, angle on whiskey. Agreed. Um, so my thing is I always, when it comes to um, people's taste in whiskey, so the one that comes to mind for me is uh, Proper 12. That one I always see people posting about. i like, I picked up a bottle of this. I'm excited about it. Have you guys tried this? I'm liking it. And I'm like, oh, yikes. That's I've had that. It's nuh-uh. But I n- don't want to say it because, like, somebody's excited about Irish whiskey. hmm You know what I mean?
0: Dude, it's hard to get people excited about Irish whiskey.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm like, you almost have to
0: jump them all the way to
2: Redbreast to get them excited. All right. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's hard to be. It's hard to tell someone like, oh yeah, you should try out Irish whiskey. It's only a sixty-five dollar investment to try it for the first time. (laughs) Um. Yeah. But so I, I think it's awful behavior to talk shit about somebody's whiskey. I think it's really off terrible to tell somebody that what they like is gross. wrong or bad. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. And, that, and that's most the, the posts or whenever I see someone buy, you know, like you said, like I think proper 12 is the one that you get the most flack from, from right. what I've seen. And, um, the responses that I like are, if you like this, please try this. Oh, that's right.
0: Cool. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because,
2: if you say, if you like proper 12, you will love Bushmills, right? And then they go, oh, but that's a $19 bottle or whatever. Like, you know, just, just try it. It will change, right. you know, how you, or, you know, etc. And then they'll say, oh, wow. And as they go along, they might look back a year later and be like, oh, shit, I'd like proper 12. I used to like, <laughs> you know, it's like I used to love Crown Royal. I thought that was the epitome of whiskey until – I literally had anything else. So,
1: um, <laughs> well, easy there. You're, you're moving into, the-
2: yeah. No, I mean, but that, that's the thing. If, if I see someone likes Crown Royal, like my parents did, I didn't say, Ew, you're awful. I said, Hey, you like Crown Royal. How about you try Buffalo Trace? How about you try, you know, I, I got them into a more American bourbon that way.
0: But, you know, you know what? I'll even point out in our last episode. Stephen had his blind taste a whiskey that Jim and I just were raving about. Like we were pulling out all these notes so that we cool. were excited about. It was Jack Daniels. You know, <laughs> and Jack Daniels gets shit on quite a bit, but man, blinding it, it was delicious. It's very smooth. It's as smooth as,
1: like they say, and they like, they back it up.
2: I think that's one thing that everyone should be doing is blind tasting. All I other agree. drinks. I mean, especially yeah. if you're, you know, if you're a hardcore. So say if you're a hardcore Coors Light fan, go blind taste it with Bud Light and all your other light beers and then toss in a, a light beer from craft beer and see
0: how much different you it know is. How long I've talked about trying to do that. I don't know why I haven't done that yet. I'm doing that this summer. It's quarantine season. You got to
1: Yeah, we should do this again next year, guys. Just quarantine for a month or two. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Take off work. No, no big. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, crimes against whiskey number six. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make the argument for this being a crime. Um, and you guys probably already know how I actually feel. But uh, spoiler makers, taking a whiskey, and dropping it right into a beer and then drinking the whole thing, maybe chugging the whole thing, but probably drinking it fast. That's the idea. You're not sipping to enjoy it. And I, you know, it's a. In a way it's a crime against whiskey, because you take whiskey, you just dump it in a beer, and now like how much better than that is a uh just dumping it into a tall glass of coke.
0: So Stephen, did you say you were gonna make an argument on this?
1: I just did. I okay. Okay. argued that it's a crime uh, against whiskey. I'm, okay. I, I would say that
2: this, this resembles the shot
0: the shot argument, which
2: is if you're getting if you just want to get drunk as quick as possible. I, I guess. I mean, but you're not going to taste the whiskey. You'll taste the
1: the, the ethanol, but you're not going to taste anything else from it. So, so, oh, so you're pretty much on the crimes against whiskey side of boilermakers, huh? What do you mean the that you say it's a crime? It's not a great way to drink. I mean, if you want to get drunk, fine, but like, it's not a good way to drink whiskey.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Okay, so, I think I like Joey's side on this one. Then
0: I'll say there is this country bar called Nios in no. Columbus <laughs> that made something called a Batman. Okay? We used to order Batmans all the time. It was a Boilermaker. I have no idea what was in it. <laughs> but I know the shop portion of it was whiskey and a uh, like a cream liqueur and dropping those in, man, we'd pound Batmans all night long and they were absolutely delicious. But I will say the Boilermaker that I always think of is like a Jameson and um, Guinness. Mm-hmm. Like a Guinness Boilermaker. I will never do one of those because when I'm drinking a Guinness, I want to sip my Guinness and I want to enjoy it. If it's a Batman, I'll do a Batman.
1: But I'm not going to do a Guinness Boilermaker. I've dumped um, my Jameson just right into my Guinness. Not drop the shot glass in, but just dumped the Jameson in there and enjoyed it. Honestly, I have one that, too. I can like see that.
0: Okay. I don't want to chug my Guinness.
2: But, but that doesn't require you to chug it, right? That's no. like not the point of, the, of a Boilermaker.
1: Yeah, I think there are no. different angles on it. No. all so, right. What is it? I think there's a different name for it when you... Uh, oh, it's a bomb, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because okay. uh, there's the Jaeger bomb, and then there's the Irish car bomb. Irish car bomb, oh, isn't okay. that? Um, it's supposed to be Irish whiskey and... It's uh, Guinness and Guinness maybe
0: yeah but Irish people hate it when you call it an Irish car bomb yes, which, yes it's it's very oh. I'm
1: sure we lost a lot of followers just now when I said that
0: <laughs> 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 we went from 40 down to 35
1: <laughs> bleep that that's dangerous I don't want people to that <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking about our finances on here yeah which Danny did earlier we're killing it today yeah, right. yeah. hey what's our what's our next crime Stephen okay um Number crimes against whiskey number seven. Overpaying for a hyped up bottle. Ooh. Who's got an opinion on it? That's a that's a
0: tough one too.
1: You gotta think um, of the example that bugs you, because that's what I'm talking about. That one time you saw somebody buy one and you're like, why did you even do that? So I did that once. Oh, what was it? And it wasn't I mean, it, it's not
2: like outrageous where like I spent two thousand dollars on a on a bottle, but I bought I when I first moved down to Florida, I found, ooh, nice. That was the last. Um, I found a bottle of Stag Junior. And I remember that bottle? I yeah. bought it for like it was right around like eighty dollars, and. What's it for? It normally should go for 50. Oh. Okay, yeah. So, I, at that point, I've never, like, in Ohio, I never saw it before. And I was, like, somewhat looking for it whenever I went out. I wasn't, like, you know, hounding the stores every morning when the trunk truck yeah. came in. But I would just be like, oh, can I, can I find something that was, you know, new and, you know, that everyone else thought was amazing. Um, but, yeah, I definitely got ripped off on that one. Um, and I did not, I, I freaking love that bottle though. That bottle should be worth $80 to be honest. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it is 132 proof or something like that. It's like, it's 60 something, 68% alcohol or something like that. It's insane. Um, maybe not 116 proof. That's what it, you know, whatever it is, but it has, it's cast strength and it's delicious. It tastes like, it smells like Dr. Pepper. So yeah, it's really weird. It's like cherries and like okay. molasses, and it's 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 delicious. But would I go out and buy another another eighty dollar bottle, knowing that I could have gotten it for fifty elsewhere or sixty?
0: No, I won't. Um, so that's that's not a terrible one. No, that's it's not, not. Not terrible. So the one I think of is the Weller Twelve. Okay, I've been looking uh, for Weller Twelve. Mm. Even and I went to a freaking raffle of two hundred fifty bottles that was very poorly planned and had two thousand people there that we didn't win. I was so close to spending a hundred and fifty dollars on a bottle of Weller twelve to have it shipped to me. And I just kept holding off, kept holding off. And it's only worth like forty five to fifty dollars a bottle, but it's so that's overpriced.
1: MSRP is.
0: Yeah, that's what MSRP is. The cheapest I could find is one fifty, and that was a rare occasion, if any. Usually is like two to two fifty. Went to France I ended up finding two bottles of Weller 12 for $48 a bottle. And I at this point, I will never pay over MSRP for Weller 12 when I almost did just months earlier.
1: That's what it is. That's a really hyped-up bottle.
0: Mm-hmm. I really hype
1: that one. Yeah. And then there's um, the other end of the spectrum where they're crazy difficult to get a hold of bottles that people pay thousands for. Oh like yeah, the, like, like the pappy,
2: pappy,
0: pappy we
1: had. Yeah, yeah, exactly like the pappy we had. And um, so I, don't I don't know. I don't know about paying that much.
0: It was a pappy fifteen. We paid a dollars ish dollars for it, mm-hmm. and I think on I think on our last on our episode that we did on it, it went for like twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars a bottle. Yep. No way am I paying that for it. No. Are you yeah. kidding me?
2: So, but the thing is here, here's the flip side of it though, is the people who are selling it for that amount, I have an issue with, right? So, so the, the secondary market in, in whiskey has own om- like, you know, we're relatively young in the, in the whiskey world, right? And it's, this has only been happening recently, right? So we came in to the whiskey world at a point when whiskey is extremely, extremely popular Mm -hmm, and 20 years ago it was not popular. So the fact that some people, you know, who are, you know, who have a steady income, right. I'm going to go back to that because I don't have a steady income. So, uh, (laughs) or a a large income. So, but people who have a large income can afford to buy the bottles for that much. And they don't want to go stand in line. They don't want to go get into a lottery. They just want to buy it. And whenever I go down here, there's, I can find like 10 bottles of Pappy at, or one bottle of Pappy at every liquor store down here in Florida, but they're yeah. all for twelve to $1,500 for yeah. a pa- or for Pappy 12. And I never find the 15s. Um, you can occasionally find the 20, uh, or it's, tw- yeah, 20, but that one's always like $4,000 because they, they don't, they want it on their shelf. They want it as like a, as a piece to show people, but it's way too expensive, and I, I just can't get behind charging more than, you know, what it's actually worth. And I would never buy it for what it's worth.
0: And on top of that, I don't want to give someone the money who is just trying to make it for a profit. We you know, meant to be shared. <laughs> what's that? We can't encourage this behavior. Right, right. Whis- whiskey's meant to be shared and enjoyed. Mm. You shouldn't be making a profit like that on it. So that and bothers the, me.
2: And the amount of people who
0: go and buy these
2: bottles. And then just put it on their shelf because it's a collector's item. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm not sure if that's on the on the crimes list. That's the next one up. Go uh, ahead. Oh. Intro.
1: Number eight. Oh, go for it. Number eight crimes against whiskey: hoarding bottles, like you are gonna use them as currency in the apocalypse. Mm. Mm.
2: Is that different from from collecting?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Because, I just like, people if... post and they're like, check out this collection. And they're four deep in all kinds of stuff that I can't find. And they have clearly been putting together this collection for years. I don't know what they're actually drinking, but they're clearly stockpiling far more than they're drinking. So
0: I'm a big fan of collecting bottles. I don't have, if I have like a large stock of something, it's because I'm drinking it regularly and I enjoy it. Um, like I usually have a big stock of, uh, Bushmills Bush, but that's not me hoarding it that's just me stocking up and not wanting to go out as much in the pandemic that we're in mm-hmm. but like I have a bottle of um like our Redbreast that we bought last time we were in Ireland it's a batch one 2017 I don't know if I'll ever open it just because of the memories that brings us or the Dingle bottle that I bought like that's something that you know, I'll only open with you guys if I end up opening it because that's that's memories for me. Um, it's or the, or the bottle of Weller 12. Like, I'm going to have a, that second bottle. I'm going to have a tough time opening that last bottle. I already opened the first bottle because I want to enjoy it. But the second bottle, like, I, I enjoy collecting that kind of stuff. I'm not planning on selling it. I just like having it and being able to enjoy it and appreciate it. So... So so there I guess there
2: is there there's two sides of the coin where it's uh collecting it and not drinking it, right? Uh which I can see if you just wanted it as a as a showpiece, but I also don't do that. Like I've opened every bottle that I've ever gotten and drank a decent amount of it. Uh However, when it comes to hoarding bottles, and this comes back to the the crime. So I don't see a crime in collecting. I don't see a crime in um, not opening a bottle. That's fine. Because if you bought the bottle fair and square, cool. Take it home. Do whatever you want with it. But when it comes to that one guy who comes into the store first and then buys knows when the truck comes in and buys 15 bottles of Weller 12 because it came into the store and then sells it on the secondary market... I can't stand that. Nope.
0: Yep. Got a problem with that one.
1: So that's so, a new one then. That's not on my list. That's a uh, flipping bottles.
2: Uh, yeah. I guess flipping bottles would be something that, you know, I would say trading bottles would be fun. I would say if, if I got a bottle of Weller 12 and someone else wanted one and said, Hey, I can give you, you know, stag. Stag, yeah, I can give you stag, stag junior or something like that. And I'd be like, Sure. Perfect. You know, I have two bottles of this or one bottle same, of this. Same price, MSRP. That'd yeah. be a really good trade. It'd be a great trade. And I, I've seen that online too, where someone was like, hey, I have two bottles of this. Can I, you know, I would love to trade this. Oh, uh, uh, what was it? It was like Bookers or something like that, some special okay. Bookers 30th uh, anniversary. And someone was like, oh, I love, I would love to trade this Bookers for a Pappy, you know, 15. Uh, and the one dude was like, yeah, definitely DM me. It's like that's awesome. that's a great trade. That's something yeah, that you've never had before, and you want to taste it. And then you have a you have another rare whiskey, so might as well just trade it off. Um, that's the whiskey culture that we love. Oh, definitely. That that's a good community to have. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to you know someone saying, "Dude, I picked up two cases of of Buffalo Trace, and they you know the nearest Giant Eagles out because of me," like that's, fuck you, mm-hmm. dude. Like yeah. you know, right. Other people yeah. are waiting in line to get that too. So.
0: Cool.
1: All right. Well, that's all I got, guys. Um, I don't know if you guys have any that you want to throw in there. Anything that's bothered so, from the whiskey world?
2: I'll let Joey go. I don't have anything specific. I don't have anything on this topic, but I have something. One other thing. No, I'm good. Go for it. Okay, so when it comes to different crimes in whiskey, um, I want to go on a different note, and maybe not things that you that a person, uh, like maybe us, would do against a specific, you know, the, the brand whiskey, but just legitimate crimes that have happened in the whiskey world. Okay. And so I pulled up this page from the bourbon review. Um, and there's a few, there's, uh, these literal heists that occurred at (laughs) distilleries. So, um, in, uh, this doesn't say the date, but, oh, it was 2014 in, uh, Aberdeenshire, Scotland, the Glassinglow Distillery found that they were missing, uh, like thirteen thousand dollars worth of stuff in their gift shop, which was uh, a dozen expensive bottles of whiskey, oh. and they've never made an arrest to date, and they've and a few branded really? sweaters
0: apparently. So wait, so hang on, I want to stop you for a second. I feel like this could be a whole nother episode, if you want.
2: I and think there's, only there's, like, there there's only a few. There's
0: like there's oh, only like I guess there are a few. Ooh. But but I I even know of like a bourbon one where something like that happened as well. The Pappy Van Winkle one. Our, our
1: true crime yes. episode.
0: So that was the, that's the next one. That's like yes. Oh nope. Stop. We're okay, I'll a stop you. Episode. True
1: I'll crime.
2: True grit. <laughs> true grit. True crime. Yep. Whiskey.
0: Yep. I think we should do that one. But, Stephen, you said that's all the crimes against whiskey that you got.
1: Yeah. I, I yeah that's all i have uh, okay i i thought it was i think a lively discussion it sparked all kinds of memories and stories that we shared yeah
0: you made you made you made some uh really good crimes that that came up there i uh yeah it it was interesting there were even a few that i wouldn't even think of but it's 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 interesting to see what people do with uh whiskey sometimes
2: <clears throat> yeah definitely
0: so All right, gentlemen, I think we're going to be wrapping up this episode. Do we have any last comments from either of you?
1: Hey, do what you want with your whiskey. Don't listen to us. What do we know? Just do what makes you happy. Like, enjoy whiskey. That's what we're doing. Yeah. That's a fair point.
2: Add ice, take shots. Who gives
0: a shit? We'll do. (laughs) (laughs) Also, wash your damn hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands and your glassware. Wash, I mean, wash your whole self,
1: but your hands most often.
0: Yes. Wash your hands. Let's get rid of this coronavirus, people. Uh, Danny, Stephen, thank you for joining me on the uh, long-distance podcast recording of Erringman's Pub. Thank you for
2: finally doing it so I can join, because I was not able to join for the last, like, 12
0: episodes or whatever. I know. We'll be able to get you into more episodes. It took
2: a a pandemic to get me from Florida. (laughs) Apparently, internet was just invented, surprisingly. (laughs) <laughs> That's
1: a good thing. Just in time.
2: Just in time. Yep. I'm glad this pandemic came. Obviously, because now <laughs> I get to be on
0: a whiskey
1: podcast. <laughs> exactly. Let's cut out that clip and put that <laughs> <far> on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Danny Nemeth, opinions on the virus.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining me today. Um, as always, the best whiskey is shared with friends. Good night, everyone. Good night, guys. Salud. This is On the Nose with Joe Earringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol.